This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Monica McNutt on the call. We'll get her on the program at some point uh, the rest of the way. Got to also play a little NR out. Chantel's producing the show today. We were talking during the break. What's happening to our society, Chantel? Like, what's going on? I'm not sure. Kind of crazy out here. I mean, like this. So there's list. There's this list that went viral this past week, and we'll get back to the sports talk. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I see some Yankee fans went away in them about Soto, but I'm just wondering. So I don't know who it is. I don't know who the like the the group of people. Or if this was one person, but there's a list going around of places you can't take a woman out to on the first date. And you go through this list, it's just my cheesecake factories on number one on this list. I mean, I heard Drake on uh, on Child's Play views rapping about Cheesecake Factory. You can't take a you can't take someone out on a first date to Cheesecake Factory. Am I missing something, Julian Chantel? Um, no, you're not missing anything. It's just uh, an unrealistic standard. For people who are dating as well as maybe the people who made this list don't go on many dates so we might have to have some sympathy starbucks <laughs> is on this list you can't go to starbucks on a first date you can't go to ihop like i get number seven is your house i understand that you know you i don't want to just you don't want to just show up to somebody's house you've never met them before so that could get a little uh, suspicious but i mean olive garden chipotle Family functions rightfully should be on this list. Why are you inviting someone you just met to a family function? Feels a bit extreme. But a nightclub, like sport events, we can't watch Knicks Lakers. I mean, now that I think about it, do I want to watch a Laker game with somebody I just met? You're going to be talking too much, asking me all types of questions. I just want to watch the game in peace, be able to break it down, go home with a W, and if they lose, I'm going to be mad anyway. So I don't want to be on a, out on a date with you. But, I mean, Applebee's. Church, I understand, just because, like, people, different religions, I get that. The gym, I don't know, this this just feels crazy. Julian, are you single? No, I'm not. Are you in a relationship? Yes. Did you go through this list with your with your lady? Did she agree with the, the, the options on here? You can't take your, your, your person out on a first date, ice cream, to the movies? I haven't. I can... Text it to her and see what she says. Yeah, I would. I mean, this that's great. Now, do the movies make sense? Just because like you're not able to have conversation, like we're just sitting there watching a movie. That does make sense in that vein, but I don't think it's like a deal breaker. Yeah, it's not a deal breaker, but I, I guess ideally, you would want to. I don't want to say have intimacy, but you want to be able to connect. Like we were asking each other questions. It's a first date. It's really like a job interview. And we're, we're going to sit here for two and a half hours and watch a, a movie we've never seen before. I get that. But a Buffalo Wild Wings fast food, this list is crazy. Maybe I'm missing something. But yeah, this this is, our society is going in the wrong direction. Everybody's on dating apps anyway. So, so y'all all are like socially awkward anyway. Where did you um, take your wife on her first date? Our first, first date? date was actually bowling. Uh, first list? date was born and funny enough, now that I think about it, well, we had like gone on walks, but so I mean it was technically our first official date, but we had like gone on walks, you know, gone to eat places. So I mean that that was like our first official date, but we went bowling, you know, with my parents. But we had act, we had been dating already. It wasn't like, really our first date. It wasn't like we had just met and you know here here are my parents. Let's go bowling, but. 
Um, we yeah, we had gone out before. How about how about you're in a relationship now? Yes. What was I your am. first date? Uh, our first date was actually bowling as well. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> That's a popular spot for a first it date. It is, and it was great. We're here seven years later. I love bowling. Yo, bowling is so fun. I need about two or three games. I I can't get my fixtures going. People go bowling and just go for one game. I don't get it. I got to be there for about two or three games just to get my fix in. But bowling's not that. Julian, you remember your, your first date with your... How long you and your, your lady been together? Uh, almost two years. What was your first date? We went to like a local brewery type spot. Oh, so you got hair because you, you, had, uh, you had ulterior motives, so you wanted to get the alcohol in her system. I think she was the one who picked oh. it, but... <laughs> so that you you would try to get right to the point. <laughs> Take a couple shots so we can get right to the point. Yeah, but this list is crazy. Y'all go check it out. It's on Twitter. Hit me up at Ty D. Butler, Instagram, Ty D. Butler, 800-919-3776. Back to the Yankee conversation. Mitch is in East Windsor. What's up, Mitch? Hey, Ty. Hey, Curry. So you, uh, your first day, you, you had you know, your girl met your parents. That reminds me of, of a. Uh, no, I just said no. It wasn't the first. It was like the oh. first official time we had gone out and done something cool. But we had like gone to eat before. We had gone on walks. That was just like a you know the grand, grand you know affair. Oh. No, nah, I would I would never if I was taking somebody on the first date having to meet having to meet my parents. That's that's a little little too premature for that. There's the Judge uh, Reinfeld, uh, Judge Reinfeld episode. Um, the close talker. Um, well, I tell you, my daughter, he's got the money. But my daughter's better go after Soto. And when he thinks uh, this World Series, uh, Corey Seager's been upended. First, he gets upended with um, the show he had time getting MVP. And now it's, uh, Garcia's having a heck of a World Series postseason. Like, yeah, but I'm sure that's an upending he would sign up for, man. <laughs> this team won and won the game last night. The guy he's uh, built like a linebacker. This guy got seen. He he just got him. He was released by the Cardinals. Wait, so you're you're you said you're a Dodgers fan? I thought you were a Yankees fan. Yeah, you know I'm a Do- you know I'm a Dodgers fan. Oh, I don't know why I remember you being a Yankees fan. Yeah, so I mean, you might be in on Shohei, right? Like, what what's the news there? Your team might be in on Shohei. Yeah, that's true, but I don't think he's not pitching next year for least. And, you know, it's a shame. A dangerous signer, like Child, they want to break up that team. I really will. Uh, I wish they had kept Corey and Troy, Trey. They had. They could have had those two. They had them at one time together. But I guess it's showing he's uh That's not a bad uh, consolation if you don't get um, Soto. Yeah. yeah, I think so. It reminds me of Dave Winfield, but he just passed left. I appreciate the call, Mitch. I I wonder like if you did a would you rather. Soto or Otani? Like, who would you rather have? Because Shohei could go down as one of the most talented baseball players ever. He's an excellent pitcher, and we see what he did. At, what did he have, 44 home runs this year? He's phenomenal. But going into next season, he's not pitching. And you also have to wonder what the future looks like for him now that it's his second elbow injury. That guy has certainly come back from it, but this is, this is an unknown. He's great. Might be the best player in baseball. But Soto, at least we know what we're getting from Soho, uh, so- Soto next year. Shohei, he's still great. I would love to have him on my team. I would take that chance. That's how phenomenal he is, and he's great for the sport. You know, he's box office. He brings in you know his audience. Like it's, Everything about it is a win. It's just going forward, and I hope 
just for you know for baseball for his sake for whoever signed him for their sake and for baseball's sake when you have one of the biggest stars on the planet i hope he's going to continue to be as great as he is but you just never know i want to i, I want to get it twisted though because the last segment I, I said i don't believe the yankees are going to be in the uh soto sweepstakes i would love to have him you sign up for him in a heartbeat if that means dominguez gotta go I, I would do that in a heartbeat. Lock him up long term. That is what you're going to do to pacify a fan base right now that is calling for Brian Cashman to be fired. That is what you do to to shut this fan base up because they're not sold on how. And I think how has done like a little bit of a, a too much of an overcorrection. Uh, he doesn't want to be his dad. Who's just you know firing everybody left and right? Who's just overreacting to to every little thing that happens? But there is like some some impatience that you have to exude. Sometimes we'll make a move. Let let us see something. The fan base is not happy with him. We saw that last year on Paul O'Neill Day where they were booing him on the field. And I actually felt bad for Hal. But you, the fans have a right to boo. They're the paying customer. This is the product you put out there on the field for them to watch. And they missed the playoffs this year. They were an embarrassment. Anthony's in the mail truck. What's up, Anthony? Ty, what's going on, brother? How you been, man? I, I'm good, man. What's going on with you? How you doing? Good, man. Big, big shout-out to the company. So, uh, first things first. That that whole date thing, Cheesecake Factory, is an elite date, and for a first date, I think I think it's even even more elite. Yeah, um, cheesecake. I, I, I don't, don't know what they're talking about. I don't about, think man. there's anything wrong with cheesecake, honestly. Nothing. I haven't been there in nothing, a minute, like, but Cheesecake if you Factory. You put Applebee's on the top of that list. Uh, you know, then I could be like, okay, I can kind of maybe get behind it, but like, cheesecake is. What's is, wrong? What's wrong with top Applebee's top. though? No, nothing, nothing. Just like as a first date. I oh, mean, okay. I don't but, know if I would take. Yeah, I feel you. You're talking about just I mean, like trying to wow your potential right. partner. You don't want to bring her to Applebee's right. and you know for the for the dizzies for the discounts. I I get you. It, exactly, exactly. So um, to get to get back to the Yankees, I mean, you're spot on, Ty. Is anything anything not named Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole you trade away for Juan Soto? And there's really no questions asked. But to me. What you were saying about Volpe and Dominguez was also spot on, but I just don't see, um, especially because Juan Soto doesn't have his contract yet, right? So you're going to have to pay him. So to give up both of those in the deal, I would probably shy away from it. Yeah. Um, just just for that for the for the sole fact that you know you're going to have to pay him. Um, and your point about Juan Soto or Otani. I, me personally, as a Yankee fan, I'd rather Juan Soto. I mean, he's 26. Not that not that Otani's old, but you know, like you were saying about Otani's elbow, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and also, you have a lefty bat, a lefty power bat, and a guy that gets on base at least once a game. Yeah. You know, he he's a walk machine. He's a hit machine. You know, so I don't know. He's already been in the World Series. Yeah, he's, he, he was uh, phenomenal in that you know, World Series. Phenomenal. Right. right. So I mean. You 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 can't you can't go wrong and I and I agree if you make this big splash, like you said, you know Stanton being the last one that they made, you make this big splash, you know the the uh, I feel like it'll it'll shut some of the Yankee fans up. Absolutely, taking a call, brother. You have a great weekend. Appreciate you, you you as well. He's coming off a year. Uh, Soto is thirty five home runs, a buck oh nine RBIs, and he walks a ton. He he's a guy that earlier in his career did a better job of you know hitting for average. 
but but the sport isn't paying attention to that too much. We're looking at slugging, on base percentage, OPS, and the, the production you get from you know the home runs and the RBIs. And he he checks every single box. So if this is legitimate. And they can find a way to get him here and lock him up long term. I'm all for it. I just have a hard time believing it's going to happen. 800-919-3776. Back to your phone calls. We'll get back to football. Week 8 in the NFL. It's flying by. We say that every year. But this year especially, it feels like it's flying by. Ty Butler going to 630. Right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Uh, about Aaron Rodgers, he says, I, I, I think our friendship has gotten stronger. We both obviously miss each other a lot. And, you know, we had seen the rumors circulating about Devontae Adams and his unhappiness with the Raiders. He's not getting enough targets and they're losing. So he could be looking for greener pastures, no pun intended. And, you know, if Rodgers were healthy, you, you'd have to figure the Jets would be in on Devontae. They had tremendous success in Green Bay. He was there for, what, two of the MVPs Rodgers won? And that that was where he became the best receiver in football. And I thought about it before the year. I said I was rooting for the Raiders and the Bucks to both be bad because I want I have Evans and Devontae uh, to be on the, the, the market come October 31st, three days from now, Halloween. That's the trade deadline. Now you'd have to think that the only moves the Jets will make of significance at the deadline uh, could be selling off some pieces. Carl Lawson is reportedly unhappy with his diminished role. And, you know, it's it's disappointing because a couple years ago, prior to him tearing his Achilles, he was having a tremendous camp. And it was talks, you know, he's lighting it up. He is going to be that difference maker, edge rusher. And he's going to get after it. Then he got injured, and he was never the same player. And now, because the Jets are so deep on their line, he hasn't been utilized in a way that you know is, is, is making him happy. So he could be looking to go elsewhere. And same goes for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, I thought, was a necessity. Because when we were doing the whole Dalvin Cook sweepstakes thing, and he's visiting Miami, I said, you need to go get that guy. Because... You look at his resume, I understand he's not the player he once was, and he's coming off of surgery, and there's a reason why the Vikings cut him. But in you trying to get Brees Hall back to where he was last year, it's going to take some time. He tore his knee up. He's going to be on a pitch count to start the season. That's where you infuse Dalvin Cook and let him go eat. Let him eat. But Cook, he just hasn't looked good to start the season. And you wonder if, like, because he was, you know, missing. Like, you, you try to find ways to be optimistic about, you know, what the uh, what the ceiling can be for him. And you t- you can talk yourself into, well, he missed tra- training camp. So this is really like his preseason. He's getting his legs underneath him. But I, I just don't know how much is, is going to change. Like, last week, I guess, is the best he had, or a couple weeks ago before the bye, was the best he had looked. I just don't know if he's going to be the difference maker that we all expected him to be. And I understand him being unhappy. So Carl Lawson and Dalvin Cook could be on their way out ahead of the trade deadline this coming Tuesday. So we'll keep you posted on that. And of course, you know, all the coverage for the Jets game tomorrow, 
big game against the Giants underway at 11 o'clock. You got Dan Gross and Greg Bottle leading you into kickoff. Live from MetLife Stadium, Marty Lyons, Bob Wischusen on the call. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Griffin in Connecticut. What's up, Griffin? Hey, um, I, I was hearing Anthony Volpe's name be thrown out there. To me, I do whatever it takes to get Juan Soto. But I don't want to trade Anthony Volpe. Hang on. One, one moment, Griffin. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Is this the infamous Griffin from the K-Show? Yes. Oh, Griffin, the legend. That is Griffin in Connecticut. What's up, bro? How you doing? How was, how was DR, how man? DR, any any other uh, trips to DR planned? No. Oh, so it must, it must not have been a good enough time for you to want to go back. They say it takes no, two to it tango. It was, but we just... You had too much fun. You need to recover. Yeah. I feel you, Griffin. Well, it's good to hear from you, bro. It's you know, you know, I get to tune into the K show. Uh, it's you know, they, you are a popular person on that program, so I wanted to show the show the due respect. But go ahead, continue to weigh in on Volpe. Um, I just I I want to get Juan Soto, but I don't want to trade Volpe because I don't know who my shortstop is next year. Um. I don't know right now with Peraza. Maybe Peraza can be great up here. I haven't seen it yet with Peraza. We're still waiting to see it. Bopey might walk away with a gold glove this year. So I've seen goodness out of Bopey this year. I don't want to trade him because then I'm worried who my shortstop is long term. It's fair, Griffin. I, it's fa- it's I, very I, fair. I don't, I, I, I don't want to trade him either. I'm just saying that when you look, like if there's an offer on the table, and you can go out there and grab Juan Soto, who's who's played in big games, has been in a, won a World Series, who has performed at the highest level, gave you damn near forty home runs last year to go along, or you had thirty five home runs, one hundred and nine. Like we know the commodity, we know the greatness, we know the excellence that exists there. Like it, it, that's going to be hard for me to turn down. That's hard for me to turn down. I know. I, I, to me, if we have to throw somebody in there, I throw Dominguez in there, and I probably would throw Pereira in there too. Maybe throw in um, Espinal Foreal. I just I don't want to throw in Volpe. Like to me, anybody else it, oh, except for Judge and Cole is on the table. Yeah, absolutely. No, I get that. Those two and the, and Volpe are my three that I just I don't want to trade because I want my shortstop long term, and I feel like Volpe could be that answer. I hear you, Griffin, uh, and I appreciate the call. It's it's not that I want to trade him. I'm just saying if I'm staring at potentially getting Juan Soto, a franchise changer, a guy who immediately, immediately erases those feelings uh, Yankee fans had about you know what transpired last season because you're like, yo, we just added Soto. We've got Judge. We've got Cole. Rizzo's coming back. Like th- there's that's that's how much of a leap you take. Being as bad as you were last year, and there's still going to have to be some tinkering done because other moves have to be made to solidify this team as a contender. You know, when they were when you're that bad, this one move is drastic, it's significant, it changes everything. But there's still some, you know, some of the minutia you got to get into. But that's hard for me to turn down. I don't want to do it. Volpe, like the numbers don't jump out at you. You watch him play, you see that he's got a he's got a high ceiling. He's got tremendous talent. There were some times last year where he, he experienced some struggles, but I think he's going to be great. I don't want to trade him. 
<laughs> but if I'm faced with having to to part with him for Juan Soto, uh, I don't know that I, I can say no to that. Adam Schefter reporting the Giants are eyeing a potential Week 10 return versus the Cowboys for injured quarterback Daniel Jones per sources. The Giants eyeing a potential Week 10 return against the Cowboys. Schefter says Jones could possibly return from the neck injury that has sidelined him three straight games for next Sunday's game at Las Vegas against the Raiders, but that scenario is unlikely considering that he still has not been cleared for contact. This leaves the Cowboys game as the current most likely scenario for Jones's return, though the Giants and the fifth-year quarterback still are adjusting and adapting to his progress on a week to week basis. Delaying Jones's return beyond next week's Raiders game would leave Jones with two more weeks to regain his strength in his left arm and get required medical clearance while the Giants can continue to proceed cautiously. But the road game in Dallas is a realistic goal provided there are no setbacks with Jones's neck injury, according to sources. My question is this. Let's just say the Giants lose tomorrow. They fall to two and six. They lose uh, the following week to the Raiders. They fall to two and seven. You're bringing Jones back off of his second neck injury in two years to play the Cowboys? A game you're going to lose anyway. You're out of the playoffs at that point. I get it. The coaches don't look at it that way. The team shouldn't look at it that way. But I, I don't know if that's the best decision. Because, I look, you don't want to have him play, what, four games this year. After you just gave him $160 million and you're still in the midst of evaluating him. But if he's still dealing with the, you know, he's still dealing with symptoms or he's still, de- still dealing with the you know ramifications of, of his second neck injury in three years, the game I'm looking to bring him back is against the Dallas Cowboys when we could be 2-7. and seven? I don't know if that's the best idea. 800-919-3776. We'll get to your phone calls. Play NRO when we return. Right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's time to decide. Are you in or are you out? Uh, let's make a star or stars out of these producers, Julian and Chantel. They're going to come in. They'll throw a statement at me, and I'll tell them whether or not I'm in or out. If you're on hold, stay there, 800-919-3776. And we've got some NFL news rolling in. Uh, but before we get to that and your phone calls, kick it off, Julian. Uh, I'm oh, kicking it off today. My bad. Usually Julian <laughs> goes first. I know, but we're trying something new. Loke dog. Loke dog is dog. So, D-A-W-G. Okay, so Ty Butler, the Giants win against the Jets tomorrow. Are you in or out? Oh, I'm out. I I think the Jets are the better team. And the only reason why people are struggling, there are two reasons why people are struggling with picking the Jets in this game. One, it's their offense. And at some point, like there's a bill to be paid for getting not much out of that offense that is just relying on the defense scoring and kicking field goals, uh, kicking field goals, you're going to have to see this offense start to score some touchdowns because the defense is not going to turn teams over at the rate that it has uh, the first couple weeks of the season. That's that's going to be ha- that's going to have to be something that changes. You get DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner back, which is huge for the Jets. 
and they played really well without those guys. But you're going to have to start to see this this team on offense make some noise. The defense has forced tur- uh, 13 turnovers in six games, as opposed to 16 and 17 games last year. So that was like the, the biggest thing they had to correct, and we're seeing that. But um, I just don't think the Giants, who have been offensively challenged this year, they went nearly four hours without scoring an offensive touchdown. Last week they scored multiple touchdowns. And their first touchdown they had scored since uh, week three against the Niners. I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough points to beat the Jets. Uh, so that's the first reason. I mentioned the Jet offense. The second reason is because you are... You, you just don't trust them. It's same old Jets. It's like anytime they have success, anytime there's time to take that next step, you they don't capitalize. Week one, they beat the Bills. Then they get smoked by Dallas. All right, you're finally in a good position to beat the Patriots for the first time in eight years. Then they lose to them. So, like, they haven't handled success well. Their offense isn't... Yeah, their offense is being held back by Zach Wilson... Those are the two reasons you're picking or you're afraid to pick the Jets. But the Jets are the better team overall. And the best unit that will be on the field tomorrow will be that defense. I don't know if they're going to turn it over at the rate that we've seen you know, Josh Allen, Mahomes, and Hurts turn it over. But I just don't, I don't see the Giants winning this game. So that's a long way of saying I am out on the Giants beating the Jets tomorrow. Next. Okay, next. Uh, Zion is going to score more points than Randall tonight. Uh, I'm in on this. Zion, we know when he's healthy, he's awesome. The problem is, he was dealing with you know the horny stuff last year, hopping in the DMs with the strippers, and then the health is a question mark. And we knew health was going to be a question mark before he even played a single NBA game. He had to get his body right. And there were certain times you looked at him and you said, yeah, that body's not going to hold up. But for his career... He's a 26-7 and seven guy. He's great. He's fantastic. The problem is he played 61 games in his second season. That was 2020-2021. Since then, so that was three years ago. We played, since he played 61 games three years ago, he's played in 30 games. But he's fantastic. He's one of the 10 best players in the league when he's healthy. So, yeah, I think he'll score more than Randall tonight. Um, Randall so far has struggled with his shot. Last night played a great game. Almost got a, a triple-double. But, you know, Zion's the better scorer. So, I, I, I'm, I'm in on Zion scoring more points than Julius Randall tonight. Next. Uh, so my first one here is UConn to repeat. Am I in on UConn repeating? That was a hell of a run last year. That was a hell of a run last year. But I'm out. I'm out on UConn repeating. You know why I'm out? Why's that? Syracuse, baby. We back. We back, baby. Nah, I, I, I just don't... I, like, UConn, that was great. Shout out to Danny Hurley, what he did last year. That was fun. I, I just don't... I, I don't think that this, this, this lends itself to being back-to-back champions. Okay, next one here. So, so I'm out on that. Gotcha. Next one here. Big fight tonight. Fury to win with knockout over Nagano. So I want to look at the odds on this because when I checked earlier in the week, you weren't getting good juice on Fury knocking Francis out. 
So if I can pull up the odds, that's gonna help me. That's gonna help me a little bit because I, I Fury could Fury's the best boxer on the planet. He should be able to knock Francis out. He should be able to knock him out. Um, Fury to... I'm looking at the problem. Doing this like on the air is hard. So Fury tonight on the money nine is minus 1,800. We know he's going to win. But to knock him out. A technical knockout is minus 210. A knockout is plus 230. I think Fury's going to get the knockout. Yeah, so I'll go with that. I'm in on that. Fury, Fury is fantastic. He's got the power. I know people hate on him because he just doesn't look like a boxer. He doesn't look like he should be as good as he is. But yeah, I'm in on that. Next. All right, one last one real quick. College Charleston to make top 25 this season. Wow. College Charleston? That's my school, so that's why I asked. Yeah, I'm out. Just because it's your school. <laughs> that concludes in our out. Great jobs. 800 919 3776. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good afternoon, Ty. Shout out to the company. Definitely wanted to chime in on a couple of topics. All right, let's hear and it. You, Go for um, it, man. Go for so, it. Oh, yeah. So, the first, first well, one, one, one Nick, one Jet Point. With the Knicks, you know, I. You know, I just wanted to check in and see if you were feeling okay and if, if this was the Ty D. Butler that I was speaking to because, you know, your tweet yesterday, I thought your account got hacked, you know, saying fantastic and RJ in the same sentence. Just wanted to make sure. But, Wait, you know, so, so why? I'm joking. Wh- I'm joking. No, I get you're joking, but, like, you. so you thought that I was unfair to be critical of RJ Barrett? Uh, no, I don't think you are unfair. I think okay. what happened, what happened was, was we got uh, everyone got caught up in the narrative of since they didn't trade him for Donovan Mitchell, that's where the unfairness of the critique came in, came in a little. Where it, no, but sim- I, I, no, I'm no, saying no. simply evaluating no. what we've oh, seen no. from him no. versus what the expectation was for the number three overall pick in the draft. That oh, was very yeah. fair. Okay. That nice. Was, that was fair. Gotcha. Right. And for the uh, for and as far as for him to continue to keep taking that next step, he's got to continue to keep doing what he's doing. Make it hard for Tibbs to actually, you know, keep to actually keep him out there rather than always subbing him out first. Yeah. Um, because I because I think that that's gonna slow down his progression. But we'll see. And as far as for the Jets, I. It's not only the Victor Cruz game that bothers me. If we remember even four years before that, the Jeremy Shockey game. Oh, so yeah. It's just like, you know, it's one of these things where I'm just like, if this becomes another get-right game for the Giants <sighs> narrative, oh, I, I'm going to be so sick because it is so typical Jet fans for us to experience that. But you know what? I'm going to be positive. I think we're going to win this game. I think we'll win this game by 10 points. And wow. I think that the Jet, the Jet, the jet offense is not going it, to be, it, be a little bit better, but I'm not going to try to over, oversell it. 10 that's, points, that's, huh? That's 10 yeah, points. Thank you. <laughs> the Jets have only won three games. I appreciate the call, Jose. The Jets have won three games this year. They beat Buffalo, uh, they beat the Broncos, and they beat the, the Eagles. The, only one of their wins came by 10 points. It, typically, the, all of the games are close outside of the, the Cowboys game where they got smacked and they, they turned the ball over four times. Zach threw three picks and Dalvin Cook had that, that game-ending fumble that pretty much sealed it. Game-ending fumble that pretty much sealed it is uh, <laughs> is, uh you know redundant there. But 
they, they play a lot of close games this year. 10? I don't know, man. I don't know if I feel bold enough to say that. But uh, what I will say is they should win this game. It's it's scary because, like, would it shock you if the Giants won? Absolutely not. If this is their get-right game, that's not going to shock you. But, like, for all the people who want to anoint Tyrod Taylor as, like, you know, Daniel Jones was the problem the Giants needed to get rid of. Like, they've scored, what, 23 points in the the last two games? They put up nine against Buffalo, and then they scored 14, all came in the first half, and then zero in the second half last week against the Commanders. So I don't know if he's just been this godsend that Giant fans are are, are painting him out to be. I'm still watching an offense that looks very challenged. Now, I will say the encouraging thing was watching Darren Waller last week. He got involved, scored a touchdown. Saquon Barkley, we know he's a game wrecker. But I, I, I never saw the, the leap that everyone was talking about when, when it came to, you know, the Jones versus Bark, uh, Jones versus Tyrod. I, I knew it was going to happen. I predicted it. I told Brandon Jacobs last week when we were on the air before the game, I said, what's going to happen is the Giants are going to win this game. Their offense is going to score a couple touchdowns. Uh, and Giant fans are going to be calling for Tyrod Taylor, even when Daniel Jones comes back healthy, uh, to continue starting. Because this this newness and the offense looks a little bit more fluid and, you know, they won a game. So now you're going to be a prisoner of the moment and act like Daniel Jones last year didn't help y'all get to the playoffs and win a playoff game. I did mention on Daniel Jones, Schefter reporting that the Giants are targeting a potential week turn, uh, week 10 return against the Cowboys for, for Daniel Jones as he looks to battle back from his second neck injury in three years. He so far missed three games, going to miss tomorrow's game. Tyrod's going to make his third consecutive start. And it looks like, you know, they could bring him back next week against the Raiders, but it's looking like that's unlikely. They'll give him two more weeks to you try to shake these symptoms off. Still has not been cleared for contact, uh, but we await to see when Jones is going to make his return. Other news coming from Shafter is that the Titans have informed Derrick Henry uh, that he will not be traded despite receiving inquiries about him. I uh, saw a big conversation on Sports Talk on television this week was Cowboys should be in on Derrick Henry. Uh, that 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 could be a potential fit for them, uh, but it looks like the Titans are going to hang on to Derrick Henry. He is not going to be traded. Uh, Kyler Murray did not get activated. He is ineligible to play tomorrow against the Ravens. We know he's coming back uh, from the injury. Miami though did activate Pro Bowl cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Going to make his Dolphins debut tomorrow against the Patriots, the Red Hot Patriots, coming off of a win against the uh, Buffalo Bills. 800-919-3776. Another story is that the Commanders are going to use this week as the litmus test to see whether or not they should be selling at the trade deadline. Uh, They are right now 3-4. and If they beat the Eagles tomorrow, they get to 4-4, got a chance to compete for a playoff spot. But Schefter's saying a loss against their division rival is going to be a tough game against the Eagles. I know they play the Eagles well, but the Eagles are phenomenal. So I don't think they're going to win that game. Uh, if they do lose, that would drop the Commanders to 3-5, and five, including 0-3 against NFC East opponents. And they could be looking to potentially sell ahead of this week's deadline on Tuesday. The focus will be on the defensive line where we could see Chase Young and Montez Sweat get moved. 800-919-3776. Quick break. Right back, right here on 98.7 ESPN.